J-Flow. What's up, everybody? It's J-Flow here today, and we are back with another podcast, another guest, another show. Today we have Will Pilgard on Nice. Today. Let's go, yes. How's it Hello. going, man? Doing great, doing great. Happy to be here with my liquid death. Absolutely. Hashtag not a sponsor. Not sponsored. But, but if they be. want to. But this should be, yeah. Yeah, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to be here. Had a nice easy drive over. Oh yeah, super nice, super pretty. The sun's finally out. So oh dude, it's beautiful. Finally, I mean, I know it's gonna get super cold again. Apparently, like the next four or five days, just gonna be like twenties, freezing everything. But it's that's be- February. Yeah, that's February. <laughs> it, it gets cold in February, so I just gotta make sure the audio levels look good. Is it looking good? Oh, yeah. Sounding all right? Oh yeah, beautiful. God, I love these mics. It sounds so good already. Dude, yeah, no, all. yeah, these mics are awesome for. A hundred so bucks. Nice. Yeah. You get this whole setup is like a thousand bucks. Worth. Which I mean easily. Not everybody has a thousand bucks to drop on a podcast, but, but if I you used do. to the way I used to do it is I used to have a blue yeti. <gasps> I had a blue yeti. And dude, I would turn yes. it on the dual recording pattern. Yes, so dude. record oh on either side and I'd have an adapter and I'd hook it up to my phone. <laughs> and I'd record like right, the phone. Oh, right no. to the anchor app on my phone. How did that work for you? <laughs> It worked for like six episodes, and then I'm like, "This is annoying. I need <laughs> I need a better setup than this." The blue, honestly, the the blue yeti is a little hated on, in my opinion. Dude, people it is. hate on it. People hate it's on underrated, it. in my opinion. I love it, dude. I had it, and I went home for winter break to see my family like a month or two ago, and um, I was like, "Hey, Dad, uh, can I use my blue yeti? Is it like still here?" He's like, "Uh, what does it look like?" And I like showed him a picture online. He's like, "Oh yeah, I threw that away." Oh Dude, man! I had that when I was like fifteen. It was great. It, it served me right though. Yeah, it served me right. Got your use out of it exactly. Because I used to use it for gaming. Like I'd use it for my yep. my mic for my computer, and then I would like set it up for my podcast, and then it did it all. It did it it's all. Wonderful. But now this is just like this is like a permanent setup. Like I don't it's need per- yeah, I don't need to so do anything nice. to set up. It's ready to go. You don't miss setting up your Blue Yeti. Just no, ready to go. No, dude, that's that's the worst part about like making a YouTube video is I gotta set up my lights and like yeah, look, I'm too lazy to put my lights. Away. Like I <laughs> gotta, gotta set it all up. exactly. My lights camera, are always out. Yeah. So, yeah, I miss my Blue Yeti though. I used to do like Minecraft YouTube videos when I was like. 10. Oh man, that's awesome. Built up like 200 subs, and it's all thanks to the Blue Yeti yeah. and my awesome, my totally awesome Minecraft skills that I had. But hell yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, I played Minecraft a little bit, not much, not much so. really. Oh my so God, why are you why are you here today? Let's talk about why you're here today. You are here today because you are a because I like video and photography and all that stuff. You know, hell yeah, you're a camera nerd, exactly, a gearhead, gearhead. Is that what they call them? I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I guess because like. If you can't stop buying gear, I can't. I can't. I can. Can, can any of us? No, like that's the issue. You, that's the issue right there. Before you even purchase a piece of gear, you're already looking at the next thing. It's so, so bad. I just got a new lens, and I already am like looking at. All right, what's next? What should yeah, well, I get? Well, when you buy a lens, you got to get the lens, and then you got to get the ND filter for it. Exactly, and I haven't done that. And then you got to get the nice like Condor cap. And... Got to get the like Pro Mist filter too. It's oh. a big thing I want to look at. But does Parker have one of those? He does. That's what he uses on like all of his videos, and they look great. It has like a nice soft light to everything. Yeah. It adds like really nice blues in the shadows. It's it's really nice. But like for an eighty two millimeter one of those, it's like a hundred bucks, and I don't really want to spend that yeah. on just like a little filter. But I'll probably have to anyways because why not? <laughs> and that's the thing with like video equipment. Once you spend the money and you have it, you have it. So 
It's, exactly. It's it's kind of bittersweet. I I'm kind of living by the buy once, cry once. You know? <laughs> exactly. So. It's over once once you press the button, the pain is there for a little bit and then yeah. it's gone. So you are you go to Stout UW Stout. I do. I'm a senior, but I'll be a fifth year because of course you know why not? Yeah, dude. college is <laughs> so great. So you know, yeah. it's so great. So but yeah, what program are you studying? Like, what are you going for? Oh, uh, I'm in video production. I was actually the first year I went to Stout. The first year it was, uh, or the program video production became a thing. So when I got there, um, I think it was 2019. It was super scuffed because they were setting up everything for the first time and trying to, like, get all these seniors who are transferring to this new major, like, on the right path. So it was a little sketchy when I first got there, but it's turned into, like, a really great kind of major now. And a lot of people are in it. It's, like, tripled, if not quadrupled in size since I started. That's so, awesome, yeah, man. It's super great. That is really cool. So how old are you then? 22, 21. 21. Oh, yeah. shit. I'm really young for my for my Holy age, my grade. Holy smokes, yeah. man. 21 in August, so 21 and a half then, I guess. Jeez, make me feel old, <laughs> man. I turned yeah. 25 in like three weeks. Really? So, so yeah, so I'm just like, ugh. 25, it's, you're kind of teetering where you can be like... You're in, the, you're in the in between, you know? Yeah. Halfway to 30, but also don't think about it like that. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm halfway to 20, halfway past 20. Exactly. So. That's a way better way to think about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, do you, when you film, do you like video more than taking pictures, or do you like t- taking pictures more than filming? So, when I started... Um, with just cameras in general. I was a really big fan in high school of, like, Peter McKinnon. Oh, dude. And Casey Neistat, all those guys. They're, I just discovered them within, like, the last, like, six months. I've really? only been watching Peter McKinnon for, like, the last, like, six months. I will, I'll watch Casey Neistat here and there. I don't watch every single video he puts out because he puts out so much. Yeah. I don't know if he's still producing what he... It's not, it's not like what he used to. He was like he, he blew up because he did like day. 600 days of like vlogs in a row. That's an that's I don't know how you do that, but he he, he must have not edited it. He must have just plugged in his fucking SD card and said, <laughs> "Here you go YouTube." Exactly. I don't, I don't care what it looks like. But yeah, he did like such a good job. Like that was a big inspiration for me, but mostly it was Peter McKinnon um back in like 2016-2017 um with photography. So I started off doing photography I had a little Canon Rebel T5, which is oh, like nice. 400 bucks. Yep. And I took that everywhere I went. It was super great. Um, but started that and then decided that, hey, maybe I should go to school. Um, and so I looked at Stout and I was like, what's video production? I guess we'll try this out. And that's kind of where I found my passion for video. Um, I guess you could also say when I did those Minecraft YouTube videos, it was kind of like a, I loved making videos. Yeah. Too. But, um, it's been a great switch. I also, I definitely miss photography though. Um, I haven't done it as much as I want to, but video has been a huge thing. It's been really fun to learn just kind of all about how it works, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of elements that go into making a video. Like some people are like, oh yeah, you just hit record and you make a video and it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, there's way more than I it's, thought. Uh, and I think with, with a lot of people that do video, cause I started out with photography too. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people start out with photography. Yeah, I think so. And then so. eventually they just go, I want these pictures to move, man. And then next thing you know, you're recording videos. and Just growing up. We're, we're the generation that grew up just watching, like, all, like, I feel like it's the perfect balance between old-style movies yep. and, like, the modern-day movies to the point where it's like, I want to make all these, but how do I do it? Exactly, yeah, no, it's... 
Yeah, because, yeah, we're at that age where we we like the old stuff. We can appreciate the old stuff. Exactly. But, like, we're enough new school where we can watch and listen to new stuff. So. Exactly. It's, like, it's a weird in-between, but I, I, I find myself really liking the way the new movies are shot, but then going back and being like, oh, I want to, like, how do I get that cool vintage look that, like, yep. all these films shot in, like, the 70s and 80s made? Um, But it's just... That's why filming is so great, you know, because yeah. you can try to do it all. All of it. So when you when you graduate, what's the plan, man? Like, Oh, God, that's I the question. I know you've, you've probably been asked that that's the so question. many times. Like, do you want to – you obviously want to be doing something with video. Absolutely, yeah. Are you planning on, like, starting, like, a video production company? Are you going to go work for somebody else, like JLP or <laughs> – like what? I will never work for JLP Films. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, screw that guy. Who is screw that guy? JLP. JLP. If you hear this, screw you, dude. But I love you. <laughs> um, no, but uh, ideally, the goal is to do freelance advertisement work. Okay. I definitely would like to do something with advertisement. Um, weddings aren't super appealing to me. I don't really know why. Maybe it's just because I've seen JLP. You know, be through the mud in that. Um, but I like to do advertisement work um, and have that kind of pay. For me to be able to do freelance stuff. Okay. Um, short films thing would be great. Um, but you got to somehow pay for the short films to be made in order to yeah. to make them. So advertisement would be sweet. Awesome. Yeah. Hopefully that's like in the cities or Eau Claire. I don't really know where that'll end up. But I want to stay in the Midwest because I like it so much here. Yeah. The Midwest is beautiful. It's People hate on it. People hate on it. But it's beautiful. It's the place to be except for uh, like December through. December through February. February yeah. March. It's. Kind of. March is better. March, March it kind of picks up. It's a little better, but we can just get rid of January. It's so cold. I hate it. Oh, God. uh, Thank God it's over. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I hate it. That's the only part. But I'd rather deal with the air hurting my face than waking up to a giant spider in my bed. Exactly. Dude, the spiders. That's the worst thing. And the snakes. I got a phobia of snakes. You don't like snakes, dude? Oh, Uh -uh. I was going to bring on my pet. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) And we have this pet snake right here. (laughs) Uh, No, I mean, snakes are cool. I mean, you like snakes as long as they're behind glass. Exactly, so. that's my thought. I mean, I like holding snakes too, but like if I see a snake in the wild, I'm not gonna be like, "Oh, look at this." <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna be like, "Yeah, just let them." Dude, like two years ago, I found out we have garden snakes in in Wisconsin and Minnesota, and I was like, "Oh, oh my god!" Yeah, dude. What? <laughs> we uh, like the the rock wall that surrounds my house. Yeah, like they're always in that. Like I that's have a terrible. buddy. I have a buddy that lives a couple blocks from here. He does a podcast with me all the time. Mm-hmm. And whoa. No mic. Oh, did you hear it cut out? Yeah. Oh, that was weird. I got to get some new cables, I think. Um, yeah, he's caught in like three or four snakes in my yard. Like oh as he's God. walking up my steps. Like how to, big though? Oh, no, not too big. Okay. Yeah. That's the scary part. Now, and, and like the shedding of the skin thing that freaks me out a bit for some reason. Oh, you don't like that? What, so if, weird. what if humans did that? I guess we kind of do. I'd be used to it. We kind of do, but. Kind of, yeah. Do you ever watch Malcolm in the Middle? Mm-hmm. We'll get on a little tangent. Did you ever see the one where. Uh, Reese, I think, is the oldest one. Yeah. He, like, suntanned, and he even, like, suntanned naked, so he'd, like, burn himself, and he created, like, a suit. What? Of, like, I didn't skin. See that. Like, he'd peel his skin <laughs> so slowly, create a suit, and then his mom, like, sucked it up with a vacuum or whatever, and he's so Only excited. in that show is that possible. Dude, yeah. Frankie <laughs> Muniz, the, the kid that plays Malcolm, he's driving yeah. NASCAR now. Really? Yeah, dude. He made his NASCAR debut what? a couple weeks ago. Yeah, dude. That's... Good for him. That's, that's crazy. The kind of, that's the kind of world we live in, you know, where... Movie stars can drive NASCAR also, and yeah. businessmen become, become president. And <laughs> yes. Life's crazy. Life is. 
fucking crazy. It is. Uh, so, so do you do you do you don't do the YouTube thing very often, do you? Not very often. I find myself wanting to do more, but I'm also not a huge product review kind of guy. Okay. Um, if I post, I want it to be kind of like something new that like people haven't seen. So, um, anything narrative, I love to post on there. I did a documentary series um, last semester for a project. I watched those. I yeah, you was, did. Yeah, awesome. that's how I. That's how I like. I like watched him, and I'm like, oh yeah, I totally want this guy on. This is so <laughs> Appreciate cool. That. Yeah, but I did that, and that was like something different that I thought maybe wasn't really or didn't have like a huge audience on YouTube. So stuff like that, I'll post. But um, I find myself wanting to upload more. But it's just the issue of like what to film, especially when it's super cold outside. That's the hard part. Yeah, it's. It's super cold right like, now. What do I film today? I don't know. It's super cold out. <laughs> I don't want to go outside for more than like half an hour. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, and like, I mean, that's where you kind of got to get creative, you know, when you're exactly. stuck in the same room and you got to film something. And Parker does issue. it so well. He he just he, does. Moves, he moves his camera around and gets all those different angles. He does. I'll, I'll like be talking to him. I'm like, you want to hang out? And he's like, I can't, dude. I got to film. I'm filming something. It's like... What do you mean you gotta film? You can you can just like hey, we can hang out for a bit. I could film something with you. He's like, okay, yeah. If you want to film with me, come over. I was like, okay, hell yeah, yeah, but yeah. He, he's killing it. He's so. yeah. He's the fucking the goat of Instagram reels and all that stuff. Dude, yeah, I take a lot of inspiration with his Instagram reels. It's crazy. I love them. He just pumps them out. I don't know how he does it. I don't. Oh. Like I I watch like strategy videos. Like oh yeah, pre-record everything on like a Sunday and then cut it up. Have everything ready to go for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm just like, what do I record? Yeah, but what do I record? Yeah, exactly. That's the hardest part. But he also just, he does the thing where like, for some of his product reviews, he'll like go on Amazon and then he'll buy them, review them, and then return them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, was yeah. honestly a pretty good idea. You got to start somewhere. Yeah, so. exactly. But he, he just comes up with ideas on the fly. He's the, he's the idea guy. That's awesome. I don't know how he's so creative, but. Parker, you're kind of creative, I guess. Yeah, no, yeah. it's <laughs> like the, his lighting video. I, I, I liked his lighting video, even though it was like three or four minutes long. Yeah. But I was like, because I made a video about my light. I like reviewed my ring light. Yeah, I, I was, saw that. And then I was like, oh, I should make like a, a video on how I set it all up and everything. And then boom, Parker hits it with this. And I'm like, fuck. I'm like, <laughs> God damn it. I'm like, I don't want to <laughs> seem like I'm copying, but I might have a similar video. I feel like that's more know. of like a compliment thing, though, than so, like. Being oh like, yeah! Oh yeah! I'm gonna blatantly copy you. Yeah. Like if somebody so. like if somebody copies you at first, it's like what the hell. But then it's like, okay, I see you. You know, like yeah, it's more of like a, I got inspired by your thing, and so I made a thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Speaking of inspiration, so who is who do you find as your biggest inspiration uh, now that you're doing more video than anything? Um, I definitely find myself just looking more towards like actual directors and, and cinematographers now. I've done this thing where I just ask people like, what's their favorite movie? And I'll write it down in my notes, and then I'll find a time to watch it. Um, so I don't know if I have like a, a particular favorite when it comes to YouTube. I still like Peter McKinnon a lot. I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, he's just in it for the money now," but I think he does a really good job. Um, there's also a guy, God, I don't remember his name. Let's see if I can find it. But he, uh, I found his video because he posted like a day in the life of a cinematographer on YouTube. Yep, and that blew up, and. He makes, like, the best, like, super warm tones in all of his videos, super high quality. Um, and he just talks about, like, what it's like to be a cinematographer and, if, cinematographer in, like, the freelance world. And uh, he's super good. I don't know if I can find this. Did name. you see Peter McKinnon's first video of the year where it was, like, that guy, like, making the fire? 
Yeah, I Dude. watched that all the way through. Oh, that was beautiful. Super good. It's like, yeah, you can say Peter McKinnon's like just in it for the money. Yeah. But then you watch a video like that, like that's beautiful. That's like oh a masterpiece. God. Not once is there anything said in that video. There's no sponsorships it's perfect, mentioned. Yeah. Like it's the it's the perfect like correlation between like video and audio elements coming together. Because yeah. like if you were to just not watch the video and listen to the audio, you could still like see the story for what it is. You'd be able to and feel same with that, the video. You'd be able to feel that campfire. Exactly. Being. So he did a really good job. Sound design is something I'm trying to get a lot better at as well. It's like a whole other thing. It's so hard, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard. You have to have like a, like at least double the amount of layers for just sound than you would for video. Yeah. And it like really boosts the story if you do it right. But that's the issue is doing it right. Yeah, and that's like a that's like a big I mean, no one's gonna watch your video if your video sounds like shit either. Exactly. So and like sound design is huge. And I made like a disc golf video of a, uh, a buddy, and I that when I made that video, I realized that this is gonna sound really bad, <laughs> but uh, photographers and videographers, they're all just a bunch of bullshitters. Oh yeah, it's it's all fake, dude. It's because <laughs> I use so many like fake sounds in that, and I'm like, this sounds so real because it like lines up good. Oh, it's all bullshit, and I'm just yeah. like. This is nuts! Like it's all bullshit. I yeah. didn't. I didn't realize how much goes into it, and like how you can. You don't even need a microphone no. to make a video. A lot of like you, actual productions, they don't even like record dialogue sometimes on set. They don't even bring mics on set. I guess they will, but they won't use anything, just because they'll like do it way better in post because they uh, can just record stuff like in a professional studio. It's nuts. And make man. it sound so much better. So do you want to eventually, like, make a movie, or... I don't know if I, I... That's the issue, you know? You don't know... I don't know what I want to do. I want to try it all before I decide one thing. Um, I want to make way more short films, though. That's the thing. Um, short films is, like, something when I went to school, I was like, oh, I just want to stick straight to business stuff. I just want to make, like, the big bucks, and that's all I want to do. And then, um, like, for an assignment in one of my sophomore classes, it was, like, Actually take time to plan out and shoot a narrative, and, like, that changed everything for me. Hell yeah. So narrative is a big thing. I want to learn how to tell, like, a cohesive story from start to finish and, like, actual, like actually show emotion to people who watch it. That's yeah. the big thing. So the also the hard part about that um, is the writing process, like writing a script, making it all cohesive. Um, that's the first, the first time last year I shot a short film that I got to actually write. And it did not turn out nearly as good as I wanted oh, it yeah. to. Uh, I had this whole vision in mind, and it just kind of flopped. But that's yep. like that's part of the learning experience. But exactly the whole the whole writing thing is the big thing for me that I got to learn a lot more about if I want to do the narrative work. So that's the big thing. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, even for just like Instagram reels and stuff. If you're writing a script, like I'll sit down and like immediately blank if I want to write something. Like, all right, what do I write? Oh yeah, it's, what do I do about this? It, you have all these great ideas, and then when you, you know, open that door and take a step in to actually do something, it's like, shit, shit, <laughs> fuck. What do I do? Yeah, like I like when I I bought a bunch of stuff to use my phone for filming last summer. Like I bought okay. like a stabilizer and I bought like an anamorphic lens for Whoa, my phone. Yeah, okay. and I'm just like, oh, this is great. And then I'm just like, what do I film? Exactly. And it, it's just hard. I have it now. Now what? You want to talk about gear now? I would you love have gear. To. So it's my favorite thing. So um, you're a Sony guy. I'm a Sony guy. Why'd you choose Sony? Because they're the best. Uh, Whoa, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, just kidding. No. I'm just kidding. They are great. The, 
cliche, but the best camera is the camera you have. Yeah. Uh, no, I just, everybody that I watched on YouTube, except Peter McKinnon. Yeah. Uh, shot with Sony, and I don't know, man. I just, I liked how it looked. It's great. They're, they're the low-light beasts. Um, it, the only thing I don't like is the UI. I don't like you, it. Oh, user interface. Yeah. Yeah. And eh, it's, but here's the thing though. If you only have Sony and that's all you know, yeah, you then get used to it. you get used to it. Yeah. Which I started on Nikon. I started oh, shooting, no. I started shooting pictures on Nikon, which no. that's what my wife shoots on. Why? And Had a choice? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> her, her brother bought like a D3400 okay. and she's always been into taking pictures and everything. She's actually the one that got me into it. Oh hell yeah! So nice. she she always like taking pictures. Her brother bought a D thirty four hundred, so she's like, "Oh, that's you know, I'm kind of jealous. I want a camera." And I'm like, "Okay." So then I bought like the step up. I bought her a D thirty five hundred. I'm like, mm-hmm. "Here you go." And then I eventually was like jealous, and I was shooting <laughs> pictures on like a little Nikon Coolpix camera that she like. Oh my god! Like yeah, a, like a soccer mom camera. <laughs> and it's a perfect way to put it. I'm just like, I I was like, I want a real camera. So then she's like, "Okay." And then I found a D thirty five hundred. Uh, another one on yeah. Facebook Marketplace bought that, and then that I shot pictures, shot pictures. And then I'm like, I kind of want to do more videos. And then that's where Nikon fails his video right there, dude. Yeah, and I, I mean the new Z9 or whatever it is that does pretty decent video. Really, I haven't looked into Nikon really in like years now. But yeah, I mean if you got a system that's already running yeah. good for you, why, why switch? Well, you know, I keep up with like Sony and, and Blackmagic and all those guys because those are like really good video competitors. Yeah. Um, but Nikon, I feel like they've never really shined in the video platform. Photography, they definitely kill it, though. Photography, I'd say they're probably at the top. Photography for any, I mean, for any camera brand, I yeah. think they're all pretty tied when it comes to photography. Oh, because definitely. you can only, you know, pump so many megapixels into a camera. You can only do so much. Exactly. So, but for video, it's that's where they that's where night they fail. And day. Yeah, it's night and day. But yeah, so then I was just like. I was like, oh, I'll just start shooting with my phone. And then I realized, you know, I can't get the depth of field and I can't yeah. pull focus like I want to. There's only to. so much you can really do manually only, on a phone. There's only so much you can do manually on a phone, even if you buy, like, Filmic Pro. Exa- yeah. Only oh, s- I had that, actually. There, yeah, it's it's great app. Yeah, it's super nice. You can do, like, long exposures and stuff on it. Yeah. But obviously, you know, it's not the same compared to having an actual Having, like, camera. a DSLR yeah. or, like, an actual camera. And, like... People, this is this is the worst argument I've ever heard. Like, oh, your phone can shoot in 4K. Why can't you just use that? It's like, <laughs> if that was the case, then, like, every blockbuster movie, every Marvel yeah. movie, every John Wick movie, exactly. everything It'd would be, be shot, shot on a shot fucking an iPhone. iPhone. <laughs> but that's not the case. No. no. And it's, it's gone a long way in, like, the past 10 years. But uh, nothing compares to just the look you get from... Like actual cinema lenses and actual yeah. cinema cameras, and there's a reason that the sensors are like almost as big as some of the phones now. It's because you get like a look that you can't replicate. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's yeah, dude. It's it's amazing what you what anybody anybody yeah c- can do. No, it's so crazy. You got if you got five grand to just go and <laughs> rig set. out a camera, you could make feature films. You really? Oh, could. you definitely could. Really could. You could make like a Netflix short. You could do whatever, honestly. Absolutely. As long as you have the right story to tell. Yep. Yeah. yeah, story's huge. That's a big part of video. All right. It's all about the story. Let's see your. Do you want to see my camera first? I do. I do, right, actually. I'll grab it. Grab the camera. The Sony camera. Ooh. Beautiful. See, the one thing that you can't beat with Sony is the size. 
the the portability is fucking amazing. Oh yeah, like you take that lens off and it's like tiny. Right. I mean, it's it's so portable. You said this, this is the Mark IV, right? The A7 IV. Yep. A7 IV. Yeah. Yeah, it's so nice. What is the um what is the aperture on this lens? It's a 20 28 to 70. Yeah, I think okay, it's only it's like variable. a 3.5 to 5.6. Yeah, I can see why you're getting the 2.8 then. Yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. So, but it's really nice, yeah. And the port Oh, there's zebras on this thing too? Oh yeah, dude. Hey. There's zebras, there's focus mapping. Oh Have you ever God. used the focus mapping on anything before? Yeah, my R6 has focus peaking, yeah. Yeah, that's um it's awesome. It it is amazing. Uh I have an external monitor that I bought that I can show you too. It's like a hundred bucks. Um, the, I love it so much, but the only thing that sucks on it is the focus peaking. And okay. Canon does this thing for some fucking reason where they have like a great built-in focus peaking on their cameras. They have great like built-in zebra scales and all this stuff. But as soon as you plug in an HDMI to a Canon camera, it doesn't transfer through to the feed. Oh, what the hell? Yeah, it like blocks it out. I don't know how they do it. And then I'll unplug the little HDMI, look in the in the. Uh, screen and it's back. I don't. I don't get it. Oh, so like as soon as you plug the monitor and even on your camera, it yeah, goes away. It shuts off. Well, the whole screen shuts off on the camera. Oh, really? Yeah, that's weird. I don't know why they do it, but gotta make it difficult. You know. Yeah, I want to get a monitor eventually. Just to you should you should honestly get the one. I think Parker uses the same one I do. It's like a hundred bucks. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Don't go and spend. Six hundred bucks. I and almost buy the bought Ninja the Ninja. 5. I almost did, <laughs> and then he bought that monitor, and I was like, "All right, I, let me take a look at it." Yeah, and um, I used it, and I was like, "Yeah, this is great." The only thing that the Ninja the Ninja Five monitor has that I really wanted was the external recording. Okay, because yeah. you can like plug in a internal SSD into it or something, yep. and you can just record from there, which would be great. Um, but. Just for the for the six hundred or five hundred bucks or whatever it is, I was like, <sighs> well, yeah, because you got to buy the monitor and then you got to buy an HDMI and then you exactly. got to buy the SSD because it only takes a certain kind of SSD. I don't know if you can put any SSD. Yeah, on no, there. it has to be an internal one. Like it has a spot for it that it has to be internal. But yeah, this camera is great, dude. Yeah, I love it. I bet it takes great photos too. Oh yeah, dude, it's a it's a beast. Do you want to see the sensor? Yeah, I do. All right. I was gonna ask, but I didn't want. This to, is know. the this is the coolest part. <laughs> is that it's got? I can't remember how to take my lens off. I haven't done it for a while. It's got the. Ooh. It's got that. Where oh yes, dude, my camera has that. It's so nice. My mic cut out again. Oh? It's got that anti dust thing, which is it's super it's huge. Cool. It's something my camera has that I didn't even know I needed. You know? Oh yeah, secret feature like that saves the sensor from. Yeah, say I just got to turn that off. I gotta figure out. Well, I'm trying to figure this out. You can break out your stuff too. Let me break out the goods. Do, 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 do. Anti dust function sensor. Okay. We'll just turn it off. This part makes me nervous. So. <laughs> As it should be. Oh yeah, it's fucking beautiful, beautiful. beautiful. Oh. So you can't beat the full frame sensors are just beautiful. No, yeah, you can't. You can't I mean, beat it. Crop sensors are nice for, you know, if you don't have for like, photography. Yeah, they're they're good for photography. But as soon as you go like with crop sensors like APS-C, as soon as you go like above, like maybe eight hundred ISO, you can just see the grain and everything you do. Yep, and that's what's terrible. That's why I upgraded last 
last April I got this. this here's the R6 if you want to take oh, a look dude. at it. The cage is sick. I think that'll be the next thing. After it's I buy, so nice. After I buy my lens and then I'm going to buy, I think I'm going to buy the Polar Pro Peter McKinnon filter, the 2-5. to five. Yes. I think I'm going to buy it because I got a buddy that he just bought it, and he's like, I have two more in my cart, like, ready to go. Like, I'm buying them all. Dude, it's so, so nice. And it, it, you pay for the quality, you know? Yeah, I mean, people That's are like, thing. oh, it's it's only because it's got Peter McKinnon's name on it. It's like, well, the quality is also super good. Really, really good. Yeah. So there's a reason you pay for it. Oh, man, this is so Yeah, it's cool. the R6. It does uncropped 4K60 at 10-bit color. Damn, yeah. dude. So it, it's great for what I use it for. It's super portable, um, which is also the big thing. I was going to get a Blackmagic, but I was like, I want the option to have like really good autofocus as yep. well as like the the super portableness. Is this so. is this a speed booster? Is that what that's called? That is a RF to EF adapter. Oh, okay. So yeah, with the R series, they all have new adapters. Yep. And when I first bought that, I was like, I don't really have an extra like twenty four hundred dollars to get an RF lens. Yeah. RF. So, oh, it's insane how much they are. It's dude. crazy, and you pay for like the sharpness, but also I didn't really want the I sharpness. Like that. That's cool. The level on the top. I came with the camera. That's so. Oh, like, it came in the camera. Yeah. That's cool. It was like a little bundle thing, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'll put that on there." But it's super nice. I can show you the uh, the inside too. Yeah, I can show absolutely. You my little... Yeah, I'll let you open it. I don't want to mess with it. There you go. Look at that beast. Look at that beast. Oh man. It, yeah, but what only sucks is that the R6 Mark II came out like four months ago. Yeah, and it. I mean, it doesn't do that much different or different of things, but the only thing that I really wanted is that after 30 minutes, this thing stops recording. Oh, it's, it it has a record limit. Yeah. That It sucks. stops recording after 30 minutes. So if I wanted to do like Parker and I's podcast on this. Every 30 minutes, you got to get up and. I have to get up and restart it. Oh, That's man. another reason why I almost bought the Ninja 5 monitor. It's because it doesn't have a external recording limit yeah. or whatever. All right, I brought yeah. out the guns. Oh, here's the monitor. That's a deal. That'd be a deal breaker for me because this doesn't have a record limit. And yeah, that was, exactly. And that was a, nice a big thing. reason why I bought that. Yeah. So exactly, you can hook that up for your podcast. Because when I make podcast or when I'm making a YouTube video, I tend to ramble or I tend to stop and just try to gather my thoughts of what I'm going to say next. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of cutting out, and then it's like it's the only bad thing. Oh, it sucks. It's the only bad thing about it. Otherwise, I love it though. It's been a nice Canon. Before this, I had the the seventy seven D, okay, Canon, which is great for photos. It actually takes higher megapixel photos than this. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow! But it only did ten eighty p video, which oh, is the thing. Yeah, so at like thirty fps. Your max. phone can record four K now. So. <laughs> Why don't you just use that? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, here's the hundred dollar monitor as well. This thing is great. Um, because of the little battery on the back. Yep. And um. It shows you your little scales. It shows you uh, zebras, false color. It does all of that for like a hundred bucks, dude. That's yeah. sick. I can get the cable for you too. Absolutely. Where you just you just get this on Amazon yep. or? Yep, it's like the best seller for little portable monitors on on Amazon. And our buddy Zach Hoffmeyer, um, he had one of those for his Blackmagic 4K. How do you, did you just like, set it on the battery? Is that the yeah? Ba- that's is, what I usually is do. This Otherwise, the battery? yeah. Okay. Otherwise, I have a uh, a handle for the top that I use. And that, oh, you do have a top I handle. I have a small rig handle, like this thing right here. Okay, I'll I'll put that on there. Otherwise, um, because this yeah, this like, like this exact thing is this is what I'm going to buy. Except with the handle, 
I think I'm going to buy the one that has the record button up here. Mm. So mm-hmm. that I don't have to constantly be it's hitting so it on nice. my camera. I can just yeah. boop, boop. That's so nice. That feels good in your hand. It's nice. That yeah, you pay really for cool. like small rigs, like the perfect in between. Between like, do you know what Tilta is? Nope. Tilta's like the the Apple of like camera oh, okay. cages and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but you pay like double the amount for the same amount of quality, in my opinion. Yep. Small rigs like the best bang for buck, and then there's like a bunch of like Amazon, pretty much the Amazon basics of camera. Yeah, gear yeah. That you can that you can save some money on that. Some of them are worth it, but yeah. Being that we're an audio only podcast right now, I gotta explain. He's showing me a cool little monitor that you hook up yep. to your camera. He's showing me his camera and that and then when we he mentions anything small rig, he's talking about he's got a cage. It's called a cage that yep. goes around your camera so you can just attach a bunch of shit to it. You can basically just make your turn your tiny little DSLR camera into a cinema into a, a cinema rig, as they call it. Yeah. Which is super bougie. But yeah. That's more. That's more Parker's thing. My, my, I gotta. I gotta keep the Parker, or I gotta keep the uh, the mobility on on the R six. Yeah. Let me bring out my final, the new lens I just got. Oh. That I wanted to show you and talk about. Awesome. My first ever cinema lens. Holy shit, dude! Yeah. This thing is fucking heavy. That is the Mikey thirty five millimeter two point one. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it is beautiful. It's my first ever cinema lens. Parker has a set of Rokinon Cine lenses that yeah. he uses. Yeah, I got to I, I got to see one while he was here. I think I got to see one. I'm think not so? sure. Okay. I don't remember. No, like I don't the, think I did because um, this, I don't remember it looking like this. <laughs> this is like a step up from like uh, Rokinon and all those because it's like an actual like glass made like um, to perfection heavy, like, lens. Yeah. So I broke the bank account buying it, but. Not that you would. But you can kill somebody with this. Oh, dude, that's yeah. a weapon, yeah. Well, bam! <laughs> Someone's trying to rob you with your camera. Well, your camera just became a weapon. Bam! Bam, bitch. But that, it is, yeah, it's super uh, nice. I sold, before this, I had a Sigma uh, 24 millimeter. Okay. It went to, like, 1.4. But it looked, like, artificially sharp, which is the thing that people complain a lot with Sigma. Oh, really? Yeah, that it looks, like, too pixelated and too sharp. Which is great for YouTube videos. Yeah. But if I'm trying to make, like, on-the-go documentary stuff and, like, short films, yep. I don't really want to have that over overly sharp look. Oh, yeah. No, you want and soft so edges. I looked into know. it. It's, like, 1000 bucks per lenses. I got this on eBay for 750 Okay, yeah. That's which not, is not terrible. Which is not terrible. Um, expensive still for one lens with uh, with no zoom. But no zoom. Yeah, for... It's just 35 millimeter. Yeah. Yeah. But the image that comes out of it is, like insane it looks so good like all the yellows are super warm or the all the blues are super blue it is uh it is definitely worth the investment yeah for sure yeah it's so cool looking we'll get into the camera here but yeah it is it is super nice back in uh september i think our school did like a workshop where they had canon sponsor us and they had their like four grand per one lens like cine lenses which are really nice. Whoa. And I saw these compared a lot to them as, like, the, the more budget-friendly option because I don't know about you, but I can't afford to spend four grand on one lens ever. <laughs> yeah, nobody can. Yeah. <laughs> so they were like, this is a good, this is a really good alternative. The only the only thing that really sticks out is that, obviously, Canon spends, like, the extra three grand to make sure every, if you get the whole set of cine lenses, that, like, the colors match perfectly between no matter what lens you swap yep. to. Um. Yeah, here if you wanna if you yeah, wanna yeah. mess with it. I wanna see it. You can see it on the monitor too. 
It is. It is it's, a beautiful thing. That's so cool. Do you shoot in log? I do, of you course. Do? Of course. That's the one thing I looked into. With uh, so what am I? What am I looking at? What's the first ring here? Which so one? This ring is the focus ring. It goes three hundred and thirty degrees around the, around the uh, lens. So like you focus if you want. You have to get like a perfect focus if you want it really perfect, which is super nice, but also kind of annoying sometimes. What's the minimum like focusing distance? I think on it's this? like a little over a foot. Okay. Just a bit, but it goes 330 degrees around, so it takes forever to f- eventually find your little yeah. your focus. And then this is the aperture? Yep, and that goes to 2.1. So it goes okay. from 22 to 2.1, I think. But the aperture ring is super nice, too. It's something you don't really get on, like, the the photo brand lenses. Yeah, that's... Yeah. With the 24 to 70 I'm buying, it has its own aperture ring, which I'm Does it? I'm very oh, excited about. Dude, that is a great... And I can lock it off, too. I can put it at auto and just lock it off, so then I can use my dials on the camera to control it. That's so, so nice. But, dude, that thing is so heavy. I know. Can you put this on there? I want to yeah, feel I want to feel the whole setup. The whole wanna, thing. I'll put the... Uh, I'll gotta put know the, what I'm getting into. Put the side handle on, too, for you. Might just stick to photos now. <laughs> <laughs> Get carpal tunnel from it's, carrying dude, the damn thing around. I went to go shoot, I think, last Wednesday is when I got this lens, so I'm, it's pretty new to me still. Oh, so, yeah, you're yeah. learning it. And so I went to go shoot, and it was warm outside, and, I, like, by the end of it, my arms were like, oh, my God. This thing is heavy, dude. Needs a gym membership. (laughs) For real. When you got a cinema lens. Do that, and I'll get the side handle on, too. Small rig side handle. Oh, dude, yeah, that thing's sick. Yeah, I got it on sale. It's, like, usually, like, 90 bucks, and I got it for, like, 60 or something. Yeah, they just had a huge sale on everything. So I was like, yeah, I I guess I'll try it. I would not say it's worth 90 bucks, though. No? That's the one thing I'd say. Would you recommend having both a top handle and a side handle? Like, when you rock when you rock your setup, do you usually have both of them on? Um, it depends on what I'm doing. I'd say if I'm trying to stay more portable, I'd keep the side handle because it helps you just, like, feel the weight way better. Um, but with the top handle, it's just kind of, like, universal. I always use the top handle now. You're able to get those angles, you know. Down exactly. Down That's the nice thing is that you can go, like, Running gun, you can you can go down low and get the angles. It's it makes it beefy, dude. That's so heavy, man. <laughs> it's a beefy rig now. I like, and you can turn this, can't you? Yeah. How do you how do you adjust that? You just pull this yeah, trigger, you just press the little trigger there, and then you can just adjust it wherever you want it. Oh, that's so super cool. nice. And it locks to whatever position you want. That's so cool, huh? Super I'm, nice. I'm convinced, man. <laughs> yeah, get a cage. The cage is the best thing. That I've purchased for that camera. Oh, that's so cool. Because out that, I couldn't have any Yeah, of you couldn't have. the lens. Yeah, and then you'd be shooting handheld mm-hmm. like that. And the big the big screen, although the screen is not that big, it makes a big difference for, like, just seeing what you're, what you're focusing on. Well, I mean, like, look at your screen compared to mine. Like, look at how much bigger yours is than mine. I have, like, a three-inch screen. <laughs> exactly. Exact. So a monitor, a monitor like, would be... And imagine if you didn't have a uh, focus peaking or whatever yeah. on it. Like, you'd be, like, really checking to oh, make sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, like, imagine trying to shoot a YouTube video. I have it set. I like filming at 35 millimeters. Mm-hmm. So I usually have it set, like, right here. And right. then I sit where you're sitting. Yeah. And then imagine, like, doing, like, a product review or something, trying to show it off, and then seeing if it's like, in focus oh, on that on. thing. Am I, am I in focus? Yeah. Yeah. That's Definitely. For a hundred bucks, hundred bucks, dude. I can send you the link, too, after dude, this if you yeah, want. Yeah, absolutely. I'm buying it, it's 10 nice. of those fuckers. 
Get one for every point of view that you Dude, ever want to shoot. Every yeah. I might as well just go buy like ten cameras and just <laughs> just set it up. You know, ah, fuck it, might as well. Just, get, just to get ten Sony A fours. Dude, yeah, oh, <laughs> that's the dream. But get like a an FX three. <laughs> nah, FX six, dude. <laughs> True. Those are oh, beefy Our expensive. Work, uh, Lippert, they have an FX seven, I think. And I, I didn't got, even know that was a thing. It's like a, it's one of those like big cinema, yep. brains. Um, and I got to use it back in October and do a little bit of cinematography for one of their commercials. Yep. And that thing was crazy. I think uh, I have a picture to show. I'm gonna you. grab another water. Do you want another one? Or are you good? No, I think I'm still good. Thank okay, you, though, I will try to find this. But, um, it was. It was super cool because they had like this super huge um, DJI like gimbal strapped to the brain of this thing. So you're holding it. You need like two people to hold it. Oh shit! It is. It's like a job and a half. And then they have like a whole crew in uh, Elkhart, Indiana, that came up for it. Um, and they have all the nice gear. Like in Eau Claire, we have a couple Canon C three hundreds, which was like those are like really good cinema cameras for like 2012. Okay. Um, they are not great anymore by any means, but they have the the FX six is like pretty modern, and that was super cool. And they had all like they have like a thirty grand kit of cine lenses too. Jesus, like thirty grand. They had like four of them. They had one. Or it was me and another guy holding the camera itself, and then like in a garage, they had another guy controlling the focus, the movement, everything of the actual camera itself on the gimbal. Which is like a whole production I've Holy never been a part of before. Smokes, man! It was it was like I was super nervous. They're like, "You want to operate it?" And I was like, "If you'll let me, <laughs> I don't know." Can I touch it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, here. There's a picture. I was like, you can tell how nervous I was in the photo, but that's the whole oh my the whole brain Lord. there. Don't drop it. <laughs> no, they were like, "Careful, dude." That is sick. Yeah, no, it's super cool. Um, and then there's like a. Like little shoulder. I was gonna. Backpack, I was gonna say, but, have you ever seen those like vests with like the yeah. ball? No clue what it did to help me, but it felt cool. I think it's more of like a stabilization thing. It probably takes the weight off a little bit, a little bit, but I feel like not enough to spend because those things are like two grand. Oh if you want to get one of those, oh my gosh, at least one that works good. Yeah, you could easily spend a hundred grand rigging a camera out, mm-hmm. rigging like a like a five thousand dollar. It was say you buy the FX six, yeah, which is what I think like six grand or seven grand. Just for the Something body, like that, just yeah. for the body, it's absurd. You can easily spend another fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, putting lenses putting and on it. monitors and microphones and it's oh. insane. And it's then you buy one of those damn things. <laughs> oh. It's crazy. I think the gimbal thing itself is like ten grand, dude. Yeah, this. Have I, you ever used like an actual like gimbal? Like just yeah, I have one? a uh, a Manfrotto one. Okay, yeah, it was like. I asked my teacher like three years ago. I was like, "Hey, I want to kind of want to get a gimbal. What do you recommend?" And he's like, "Get this new Manfrotto one that came out." I kind of regret it, just because it's not DJI, and obviously with yeah. DJI, you kind of pay for the for the quality of that. Yeah, they, Manfrotto tried to copy it. that for like a third of the price, and obviously it shows. Yeah, um, but it's nice for like I think I got it for like four hundred bucks. Oh, it's not terrible. Yeah, no, it's not too bad. Um, but it does its job. It's a little tough to balance, but once you get it balanced, it's nice. Yeah. But I love being able to have that really smooth portability. Do you have a gimbal? Yeah, I have a I have a gimbal for my phone. Oh yeah, you get your phone I gimbal. Yeah. I don't have a gimbal for the camera yet, so it's a nice investment. Um, I don't use it as much as I'd I'd like to though. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the handheld is like a nice look to it too. You know. Oh yeah, you get yeah. that camera. It f- it feels more authentic. With exactly. The, with the camera shake and all exactly. that stuff too. Um, but. 
one thing that I really want to shoot eventually, hopefully this summer, is a car shot, and I want to use the gimbal for it. Oh, I, yeah. I want to, like, be, like, hanging out of, like, the back of a truck with the gimbal, like, trying to get a nice shot of, like, a super cool car going by. That'd be cool as hell. That's the reason why I bought it. I was like, I really want to do this shot. I've just never gotten around to doing this I mean, shot. you see all the, that stuff on Instagram, too, and it just Half makes of you Instagram go, reels is just, like, car videos. It's so cool, though. It's like, so cool. Where it's, like, on beat, and it's, like, doing all the different angles. So cool. That's what I wanted to do, but this summer I'm gonna make it a goal. Hell yeah! One dude. of my buddies just got a uh, a van, like an actual van that he wants to live out of after he graduates. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, and so hopefully I can I can persuade him to let me use that for the shot. Dude, that'd be cool. Be so cool. That'd be that's really the cool. dream. That's so just cool. one of those shots. Just for, it's for just no even like talking about like future plans of videos. Like mm-hmm. it's just it's so much fun. Making videos is fun. It is. It's fun when you boil it down. It's it's fun. It's great. When I first went to Stout, I was thinking about just doing, like, I went there as an undecided major. Okay. I thought about just doing business or something like that because with video production, you know, it's not really promised how much you're going to make going out. It's just kind of about what what field you're in and how hard you are willing to work to kind of make that money yeah. for your dream. Um, so I was going to go into just, like, business, and then I was like, oh, fuck it. Might as well try this. I want to kind of, like, at least be happy doing what I what I want to do, even if I don't, like, make a shit ton of money yep. doing it, you know. So it's definitely been something that is a big learning curve just from starting, like, going to school, just wanting to, or just really liking photos into into moving into the video world. But it's super sweet. What's your favorite part about making a video? Like, Ooh. from start to finish, yeah, from the writing to the shooting to the casting to the editing, everything. What is your bread and butter if you had to... Ooh. That's a good question. Become part of a production team and you can only do one thing. That's a really good question. If I can only do one thing, I w- it would be um, cinematography, definitely. You'd be the Holding the camera. Um, when I was, like, talking earlier about, like, me holding the camera and then someone in the garage, like, doing the focus and doing the actual movements, I'd want to be that guy, definitely. I doing wanna, the focus? Or? Doing the movements and focus. Yeah, he was in okay. charge of both. So, like, I'd want to be in charge of, like, having the right focus and doing the right shot to make to make the scene look good uh no matter what that really is and as far as like post-production let me start off by saying i hate pre-production that is the most stressful part it is very of stressful. shooting anything or planning anything out because obviously it all depends on like how well you did your pre-production if you don't do it good enough it shows um but besides pre-production like with post-production i love i just got into learning uh da vinci Yep. I just started that train. Same here, dude. It's You did too? Awesome, well, yeah. I had the Final Cut Pro trial. And oh, then, I used to use that, yeah. And then I don't use... I love Final Cut. Like, it's it's awesome. That's what got me into video at first. Fuck Premiere. Um, exactly. Sorry, but... It's true. It's true. Have fun crashing every 10 seconds. That was the worst part. I would edit on my desktop. That was like... It's pretty... I mean, it does the job yeah. pretty good. And Premiere would just still constantly crash. And why... Why would you want to pay for a subscription? That's you know the I mean? worst part. It's like you're paying a thousand bucks a year for like a program that like you can do spend everything three hundred dollars yeah. once and do everything that Premiere and After Effects does in yeah. one program. Oh. And so I've been teaching myself DaVinci slowly. And the best part about that program is the color grading. Yep. It's I mean, I've watched like hours and hours of YouTube videos just on like color grading tips for DaVinci Resolve and I still feel like I know nothing about it. It's Definitely a very daunting program. It's crazy. Because, it, one, it's free. So I tried I tried DaVinci before I tried Final Cut, and I'm like, this is confusing as hell. Mm-hmm. Then I tried the Final Cut, and then I bought my A7 IV, and then I'm like, 
Yeah, I just convinced my wife to let me spend three grand on a camera. I'm not going to be, you know, hey, could I get this $300 program? No. So I'm like learning DaVinci 2, and it's, there's so do much. Do you have to the it. paid version? Or do you no, have the I didn't. I, I just, also don't. I, I just the use the free version. If yeah. I ever do the paid version, I think I'd just, I'd probably, once I get to the point where I need the paid version, yeah, I'm going to probably buy like the whole deck. So then, because oh, that yeah. comes, because that's, I mean, it's 800 bucks, but. But you're already paying 300 bucks for the software. You get $300, you get $300 software with it. So you're basically, you're only paying 500 bucks for yeah. the deck. So. The deck is so cool. I see a it's lot of cool reels looking. on that too. It's, it's like, like you're a fucking DJ. Yeah, yeah you're DJing a video. <laughs> so cool. But yeah, the deck is sweet. I think it's definitely worth it. Um, but just the whole color grading thing alone is sick. And then you have like the, the Premiere, I call it the Premiere Pro tab where you just edit it like you're in a premiere pro video and then you have the uh you have a whole thing for audio which is in adobe it's this whole separate thing like it's this whole separate program just for audio yep i think it's called uh god uh fuck i don't even remember oh adobe audition oh yeah just this whole separate thing for it which is cool but having it all in one platform is sick i mean it's so nice i don't think i'll end up going back and i've been telling parker too i'm like dude Come on. <laughs> Just come on over. Well, because he has to do, he has to make proxy files, doesn't he, for his Black Magic? Cause... I think if you have, there's a plugin called like Black Magic Raw. Oh, yeah, something yeah, like that. It lets, it, you, it lets you use it. But, but why um, wouldn't you use DaVinci that can process Black Magic to begin it's with? It's literally, yeah. I think he has he has the full version of DaVinci too, and he doesn't use it. Because if you buy a Black Magic camera, you get the oh, software for free. Yeah. Yeah. But he just doesn't use it yet. What a dummy! Like, dude, I sent you like four videos. Go Come on, take a look at these. Take some. I got like I even wrote like on uh, Google Drive like a five pages of notes from like watching videos on it. I was like, I'll share this with you. Just like take like a week and just learn it, dude. And you yeah. won't go back. And he hasn't yet. Oh, but to anybody who's who's listening and is big into video editing or wants to get into it, start with DaVinci. Yeah, it, it looks overwhelming. It's, free. it's the the basic it's free, version is yeah. free. You can do so much with it. It looks overwhelming, but after watching two videos, you'll. You'll already be enjoying yourself. It's yeah. it's great. It's super great. So who do you... Did I already ask you who you watch on YouTube mostly? Um. Yes. I did say... I mean, Peter McKinnon is, is an obvious one for many people. I don't watch Casey Neistat as much as I used to just because he doesn't really upload. Yeah. And also he's more of like a running gun kind of yeah. guy. A lot of the things I've been watching are more of like breakdowns of like how people... Okay. People will, like, post these short films they make, and then they'll make, like, a 45-minute cut of, like, behind the scenes, this is how we did everything. And that's what's super interesting. It's just, like, watching people record themselves, like, doing the pre-production, finding the actors, how they find locations. Yep. Um, and then shooting and talking about, like, why they're shooting this angle, why are they, what lights they're using, and all that stuff. And I find that super interesting. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's like, the breakdown videos... I find myself just watching like hours of those super easily. Do you do you know who Dunna did it is? No, who's that? So he, I mean, he's kind of like associated with like. Do you know who Chris Brockhurst is? I recognize the name. So they're kind of, they're like under Peter McKinnon, kind of like they're okay. they're in that same niche. Like they hang out with like Maddie Hapoya. Oh, and I know stuff that guy. Like yeah, that. and uh, Peter Lindgren. He's another one that I watch. Mm-hmm. They're all they all kind of do cinematography stuff, but. Donna did it. He has a couple tutorials on DaVinci Resolve. Right. So uh, that's that's where, like, because he was using, I think, he was using Premiere. 
Right. And then got sick of it and then started using DaVinci. And then I like watched a couple of his tutorials. I'm like, oh, it's not that hard. So, <laughs> no, it really isn't. It's just scary. And the nodes thing is scary. Have you gotten like really into like the node editing? No, I don't. Either? I don't shoot and log. I'll be honest. Really? I use the standard picture profile because log is also a scary thing. It took me really long oh, to get sc- comfortable scares the hell out of me because like. You're supposed to overexpose by a little bit. Yeah, it's and like then... two stops overexposed. And if you're already trying to get, like, enough light in the shot, it's like, fuck, how do I get two more stops exactly, of light? Exactly, dude. That's the hard thing. But the nice thing about this um, this little external monitor here is that it has, like, a, a different waveform that, like, most cameras don't have, except for, like, cinema cameras, I guess. But it, it'll show you, like, in, in the little screen what's too overexposed, like, over the 100 line. And, like, what's underexposed, like, below the 10 line is considered, like, you can't recover the darks yeah. from 10. And as long as I, like, can keep my shot within those lines, I'm usually, like, fine not overexposing by two stops and just kind of, like, correcting it myself. Yep. The only thing that sucks about that is, like, the grain you get with not doing the two stops over. Oh, the point. Yeah. I guess the point. I still barely understand it. But I guess the point is, like, you're supposed to expose... Two stops over, so that way when you go back and you, like, lower everything, you hide the grain you get from the two stops over in the blacks in the shadows. You, like, hide it in there, which is really weird. I don't fully get it yet. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I ever will at this point. Uh, I don't know. It's But log is terrifying. This is, uh, is, there's another YouTuber I watch called, uh, his name's Tom Buck, Mm -hmm. and he's got a podcast, and he was just talking about, his latest episode was on video editing, and he was talking about log footage versus shooting just standard picture profile. And it totally justified me and it like made me feel good because he's <laughs> like, if you don't feel comfortable to shoot in log, then don't because yeah. you have a camera that engineers and scientists, color scientists like made to be pretty accurate when it's in the standard yeah. picture profile. Oh, so definitely. then so then right there I'm like, Yeah, you know, there's nothing wrong with shooting standard picture oh, profile. Oh, not at all. So the the only reason I I, I forced myself to start shooting log is because I wanted to use that DaVinci color grade to like its max or whatever. Yeah, which doesn't even apply anymore because I guess with the free version, I think your camera also does ten stops of like light or whatever, or of exposure, and I think the default's like eight. For oh, most cameras. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure that all the new Sony ones do that, but it like, um, DaVinci free version. Let's or crops your video down to only eight stops or whatever. Oh, okay. So yeah, there's like no point. Which is to... yeah, so there's like no points still. <laughs> but, yeah, there's and then there's like a few other podcasts that I listen to. Yeah. And they talk about um like they they'll talk, Oh, you know, do you shoot S log three or S log two or whatever? Mm-hmm. And they're like, No, I shoot standard picture profile. Like why would I try to mess with something? And then this is the crazy thing. I was listening to one and they had uh, video guy that's worked with like Under Armour and stuff like that. Like he's worked with major oh, brands. Wow. Yeah. And he's like, I don't even like change my frame rate. Like I change my frame rate to get the shot. That's all I care about is getting the shot. I don't care about motion blur, none of that. Wow. And I'm like, like you follow the 180 rule, obviously. Like yeah. if you're making video, you follow the 180 rule. He's like, yeah. I take the 180 rule, I crumble it up, throw it out the window. I don't even listen to it. Oh my God. Just like, Jesus Christ. He just worries about getting the shot. That's scary. Because at the end of the day, say you're, say you're like recording a football game or yep. a basketball game, no one's gonna care if that ball was blurry on the pass. Yeah, that's They're, true. They want to watch the guy shoot the ball. 
Yeah. They want to watch the pat. Like, they just want to see it happen. That's what I like about the, the running gun mentality that most people just have. Get or the some damn shot. Just get it, yeah. Doesn't matter how you get it, just get it. I don't care if it breaks, like, all these rules, as long as it looks cool. Yeah. That's the cool thing. As long as it looks good. As long as it looks good. <laughs> so. Except a lot of a lot of people will be like, oh, but you broke the rule. Or you did this wrong. Could you tell? Like, like, is it a good shot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, no, nah, dude, that camera that all rigged up like that, that's freaking sick. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Are you going to get, like, the, the focus wheel thing to go with it? Eventually. Re- eventually. But my wallet has to recover from the lens first, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Has to recover. There was almost a deal. Some guy in like Illinois was selling the twenty four, thirty five, and eighty five of this lens for like eighteen hundred bucks. Oh, really? It's like it's like twelve hundred bucks off if you were to get it new. Yeah. Um, but it was like a five and a half hour drive, and I was like, I reached out to him and I had it all planned out, and then I was like, Oh God, that's eighteen hundred dollars in a five and a half hour drive one way. So. Yeah, it's like a eleven hour day after you're done, like with gas money and everything. And I had rent coming up, and I was like, Can't "Play the safe it. game. Can't do it. <laughs> Get to play the safe game." So, do you live in Menominee then? I do. Yeah, while I'm going to school, um, I live like ten minutes away from campus. Okay, the rent in Menominee is like cheap, cheap compared to a lot of my friends go to the University of Minnesota, which is like, um like the biggest school there and they pay like like a thousand bucks per person for yeah. like a four bedroom small ass apartment. Yeah. That's less than my mortgage, dude. Like, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's yeah. the nice thing about Menominee is that it's a cheap area. This whole area is that it's just it's easy so, to live, you know? You can like invest into your hobbies. Like if I were to go to school in Minneapolis, this would not be here. Yeah. No. Nope. <laughs> this would not be here right now. So mm. that's a nice thing. That's really cool. All right, dude. I think we'll wrap it up. We're almost at the hour mark. So Amazing. Got some socials. You want to plug them? Go for it. For sure. Uh, my Instagram is atrotic, A-T-R-O-T-I-C, and my YouTube is Will Pilgard, which is also tough to spell. But my Instagram is mainly where I post. It's atrotic. Um, check it out if you want to. Awesome, dude. Thanks for being on. Thanks for having me. It. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. All right, everybody. You know what to do. Go blow his Instagram up. <laughs> All 25 people that listen to this podcast. But, um, yeah, so that's been this episode. And, like always, have a good day. Peace.